Yeah, on the Sully Dog Blues and Roots, uh, we're talking with Mike Ellington from Land of Oz. Talking about his uh, music and uh, his latest release, um, Two Lucky Stars. Okay, uh, welcome uh, Mike Ellington to Solid Dog Blues and Roots. Great to have you on the show, mate. It's uh, always a pleasure to be with you, Salty. Thanks, mate. And uh, we're at the Blues and, uh, Blues and Arts Festival, where you've done, by my count, five uh, five gigs in 36 hours. So uh, I hope you hope you're holding up, mate. Yeah, it's getting there. The uh, fingers are a little sore. There's a few blisters, and the, <laughs> the throat feels like. Tom Waits with razor blades, but, um, <laughs> that's all right, it's, it's getting there. <laughs> Fantastic, they do doing some great jobs and they kept me awake last night, but we won't mention that, uh, at the uh, Bruton Pub. But uh, look, uh, coming back, talk about your new album, which is, um, which is topped in the, uh, I think, number three on the Australian Blues and Roots charts. Yeah. Uh, the album's Two Lucky Stars. Tell us all about uh, that piece of work. So that was, um, I'd, I'd been doing acoustic stuff for a long time that was sort of secondary to the to the band stuff and I've done a lot of records doing that but always never had a, a an acoustic album that best represented my uh, acoustic stuff so I always wanted to do that and it took me ages to finally get around to doing it so I really want when I started making this record I thought well what can I do as like a sort of the best of of the acoustic set yeah. um, with a few of my existing original songs that had been done uh, normally in a band format but yeah. but converting them over to an acoustic sort of thing um, and add some new songs as well and, and my, some of my favourite covers as yeah. well like there's a few blues covers on there and yeah. that I've tried to sort of do my own way and just really wanted to get like a, a best of and that's why it's, it's a longer album there's 14 tracks on it yeah. so sort of wanted to get a best of of all the acoustic stuff that I've done over the years and, and some new, new tunes as well no, it's a great piece of work I mean uh, as soon as I heard it I thought that's a, that's a great album oh thanks man and how, how long did it take you to put together um, all up probably spent 18 months recording yeah. it which is too long but um, I tend to take a while to make records and like to do bits and pieces here and there and yep. sit on it for a little for a month or so and work out what I like what I don't and then what I want to change and yeah so all, all, all up with that one it was probably about 18 months actually very good production who did it um, good long time friend of mine and producer of mine uh, Peter Reggie Bowman who uh, has been a producer for oh, 25, 30 years now. Yeah. He used to play uh, in a band called the Southern Sons. Oh, yeah. were big back in the, in the yeah, 90s. Jack Jones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. He was, so Reggie was the uh, rhythm guitar player, backing vocalist with them, and uh, co-wrote a lot of their songs. And right. He started doing his production way back in the early 90s, and um, it sort of just carried it through ever, ever since. And he's a, he's a great producer, and so much experience and knowledge. He's worked with so many different different artists over the years, some really high profile acts as well. People like James Rain, Tommy Emanuel, Vanessa Amorosi, he's done a lot of that. Yeah. And um, he's been, I've done probably eight, seven or eight albums with him now. And um, yeah, he's been great to work with over the years. Fantastic. What's some of your favorite tracks on it? I haven't got the album in front of me because we're yeah. on the road, but um, uh, what's some of your favorite tracks of that? Um, I really like Build You Up, uh, that Build You Up to Cut You Down, which is the, the first single off it. Yeah. Um, that was a really sort of 
soothing and cathartic kind of song for me. It got, got out some. Who was it about? Oh, it's about the music industry oh, yeah. in general. <laughs> yeah. uh, just some, just uh, in general, yeah. Just, uh, just just some more negative experiences that I've had over the years with with managers and agents that that I guess promise you the world and don't don't deliver on any of it. And yeah. It's like, well, why do they build you up to then cut you down? You know, one yeah, minute they're yeah. your friend and. And the next minute, they don't even want to bloody know you. So. Yeah. So I sort of wrote that one to, to release a bit of that anger yep. and frustration. Yep, yep. With, with Did it work? Yeah. So you're managing yourself now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since I did that, the career's been better than ever. <laughs> That's the irony of it. But they used um, to say, um, get a manager and stop handling yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're a hard one. Managers, I mean, you need them in a way. If, if you want to progress with your career and go to that next level, you definitely need them. But um, they're very difficult to find. and. If you're playing you know, on a small time level like I do, just small gigs and stuff like that, doing small independent touring like I do, yeah. I don't know if you really need one because you can you can do all that yourself yeah. and keep that keep that twenty percent commission that they yeah, take. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's for sure. So you your own man as well. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work. Uh, it's definitely stressful. I can't I can't lie about that. There's so much work to do. You never. You never get away from the phone or the from the emails on the computer mm. or the Facebook, constantly trying to promote yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not about just booking one gig or one tour; it's booking, you know, five tours. Yeah. Uh, to to keep to sustain yourself throughout the course of and a you're year. You're running six months ahead usually or more. A lot of the time, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, especially with festivals these days, because a lot of them book really far in advance like yeah. six to twelve months so and i miss out on so many festivals because i just i miss the application date well that's where you need a management well, <laughs> i've actually just the festival writer I, yeah, i've just hired someone a, a girl a young girl yeah, to yeah. um to, to work sort of four or five hours a week and to, to, and just just manage the database of festivals and make sure the applications the submissions are yeah, yeah yeah all that sort of stuff so so but, so coming back to the the record uh, two lucky stars other good songs on there that um that uh, sort of mean a lot to you uh, well definitely the, the the title track two lucky stars that was written about a an old uh, 
of Beyonce of mine. We never actually got married. Thank God for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, well, that was, was probably my first or second real relationship. I was madly in love, and she went she yeah. went overseas for a few months, and I was missing her like crazy. And yeah. we were fighting every day on the phone. And it was just, oh, that's great. Just all messed up. Not very <laughs> meant not to very, be. Meant to be. Not yeah. enjoyable. So I wrote that song one night. And, uh, in a drunken state. And well, they say it. love is a sickness. Uh, it is. I think Jeff, Abs- Jeff Lang uh, wrote a good line about that. Abs- <laughs> absolutely. But, yeah, couldn't agree more. So, so that that was pretty important, pretty pretty personal for me. Um, I this one was a bit of a risk because uh, I did a few covers on there, and Reggie, my producer, when I first said I wanted to do a version of this song, he was sort of a bit reluctant. He wasn't too excited about it, to be honest. But I did a cover of Danger Zone. Yeah, yeah. Which is the Top Gun anthem. Yeah. Um, and when I... The first two movies I ever saw in my life were Blues Brothers and Top Gun. Yeah. And they, they were the things that inspired me to do one or the other. I was either going to be a blues guitar player or a fighter pilot. Yeah. I never would have made it. No, no, no. They would have said, uh, too big, you can't yeah. fit in the cockpit. Uh, yeah, you yeah. can't, wouldn't have let me in the plane. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love that song, and I, I, I wanted to try and do a, an acoustic, sort of stripped back, bluesy kind of version. Yeah. So it's definitely a bit of a gamble doing a song like that, because a, a lot of people said, oh, it's just a cheesy 80s, yeah. Kenny Longest yeah, 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 track, yeah. why would you play that? But I thought I'd try and do, do a bluesy, sort of acoustic version, and... Um, yeah, I'm happy with the way that it came out. So. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now, Bruden, you're the uh, feature artist of the festival um, up here this year. Yeah, they were nice enough to give me Which the... is why you've been doing uh, gigs every two hours. Yeah, right? <laughs> they're, they're milking me for every cent. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's fantastic. But, but it's, it's great to be recognised as, you know, a feature festival artist. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, for so many years I've been playing gigs and trying to play more and more festivals each year. I haven't sort of been the headline act at, at many festivals. I could probably count them on one hand the amount of yeah. times I've been a headliner for a festival. So it's it's really nice to, to have that and have have the committee uh, collectively agree that you would be the right person to yeah. be uh, the headliner. Because I suppose with any festival, there's always a bit of extra pressure on the headliner because they've got to be able to obviously draw yeah. be a good drawer and help sell tickets and yep, yep. I wondered if I had a sort of big enough profile to do that I sort of was a bit bit anxious or oh, maybe because we did try and get a bigger act but just wasn't able to lock anyone yeah. anyone down well but, you're the biggest now because uh, you're not in number one you got knocked off by Russell Morris I think, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah I don't get much bigger than that <laughs> that's right yeah. he pulls the crowd <laughs> absolutely been doing it a bit longer than me too <laughs> so are you, you going to be touring with this album what's your plans yeah yeah, yeah. I've got the, the album launch tour that's starting in a couple of weeks actually up in Queensland um, so I've got five shows up there like Brisbane Sunshine Coast uh, Toowoomba and Umundi 
and then I'm going down to Sydney. I've got Sydney, Newcastle, and Wollongong the following week after. And the Melbourne launch is on Friday the 1st of April at the Flying Saucer Club. Oh, great. Elston Weekend. I'm putting together a really good... Um, Really good bunch of uh, musos to come come down and play with me on that. Got Chris Wilson coming down, and yep. pretty much everyone that played on the album is, yep. is, is going to be there. Fantastic. Uh, so Chris Wilson will be there playing some harp and singing, and got a few extra uh, backing singers. Rod McLeod playing drums and percussion again, and I've got a string section as well. Wow. Two violins, a cello, maybe second cello as well. Um, so yeah, it's going to be big. Big, uh, big cast of, of musos for that night. So really looking forward fantastic. to that. Fantastic. Are you going to take it overseas? Yes, absolutely. Um, overseas, I should say. Europe or America or Canada? Or yeah, America? well, I'm planning on going to Canada for uh, a conference, I think called Canadian Music Week over there, which starts in May, first week of May. So I'm hoping to get over there for that. I did, did apply for a showcase, but didn't get in, but I, I think I'll still go there. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. I mean, I... I've done a bit of overseas stuff in the past in America and in England last year, did a few gigs over there. Uh, I've done Thailand a couple of times, New Zealand a couple of times now. But yeah, it's, it, I always want to do more overseas, um, yeah. especially in Europe and America. You know, on Solid Dog Blues and Roots, we'll uh, talk with Mike Ellington uh, about his uh, latest album, Two Lucky Stars, and uh, talk about stuff uh, recorded in February 2016, so some of the dates might have uh, slipped by, you know, turnarounds. Get hold of the album, a good thing. Here's a track, uh, Better Days. Seems I've spent my life playing a losing I guess the um, yeah the, the hard part is just getting over there and, and organising it. Yeah, you know, it costs a lot more money to tour overseas. Thirty percent down now with the Australian dollar. Yeah, the yeah. dollar's not good. Well, it's good if you if you're earning. Yeah, US of course, dollars, yeah, exactly. Yeah, bring yeah. that back here. Yeah. That's all right. But you know, getting there, um, it's just a lot more expensive, and it's a, there's a lot more work involved in doing it. But absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's it's always the dream of us Aussie musos to to make some good. Inroads yeah. and lay some good foundations overseas. It just takes a lot of time. A yeah, lot that's of right. A lot of work. You've got to keep going back there. I mean, you can't just expect to go to Europe once a year for two or three weeks um, and then wait another year to go back. You've got to sort of go. But the guys that I look at uh, that do it really well, um, uh, they're there. Yeah. Like every sort of 
four or five months, they keep going back. Well, some of them live there now. Some of them move over there. Yeah, that's right. A lot of people are going to Nashville or Austin or... Yeah, or England. Or Berlin. Or, 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 yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, that that's that's another way. But whether you, whether you want to... Um, do that it's a big move like I've got a wife and two, yeah, young, exactly. two young kids now so yeah. sort of I wouldn't really want to be going moving overseas I that's sure there yeah but far as moving there I don't know I, I love it yeah I love Australia too much such a like in Australia we don't I guess we don't have the population of Europe or America so yeah there's more more opportunities over there absolutely they've got a much bigger market it's more buoyant yeah um but Australia is such a great place to live. Yeah, for you sure. Know. Originally from South Australia, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, Adelaide. Adelaide and, and you won awards when you were a kid. Is that right? Oh, <laughs> a few awards. For just spell them out, come on. <laughs> I haven't won that many awards. But, um, oh, just a few sport awards. Like I played uh, okay. basketball at a high level. Well, I, thought, I thought you wanted to sort of like battle the bands or something. Oh, yeah, yeah I won yeah. a battle. Yeah, so after playing probably every sport imaginable as a kid and Realizing that I could never go and play in the NBA or yeah. or or compete in the Olympics, I, I I got decided to focus on music. I'd I'd always played guitar from the age of eleven, but that was secondary to to my sporting endeavors. But um, yeah, won a battle of the bands at high school. Fantastic. Right when, yeah. when I first started playing gigs and yeah. and going out to blues jams, the South Australian Blues Society over there, um, and just just getting a feel for the the local music scene. I was, I was only 18 and yeah. um, completely new to it. So, but Melbourne's your home now. Oh yeah, I moved to Melbourne. I, I struggled in Adelaide to get to get a band together and and get regular gigs. I could just never really get anything off the ground. Um, it was always hard to keep musicians. Yeah. So yep. I came to Melbourne and um, when I was about 19, my old man was living in Melbourne at the time, so I moved over yep. over here with him. And um, yeah, been in Melbourne ever since. And it's Melbourne's great. great. You know, it's it's. It's in so many ways the the music capital of Australia. I know everyone says that, but um, it's definitely true. There's just yeah. so much going on. Yeah. There's a lot of places to play, and we don't have the uh, ridiculous lockout laws that, that no, our northern neighbour has <laughs> up in Sydney. So. We'll rub that in as long as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Sydney listeners. With the, yeah. <laughs> and and so the, the future is uh, more uh, writing and playing, or you got yeah. any other plans? Yeah, yeah, I've already started sort of writing songs for the next album. I'm looking forward to doing that. I really want to try and do some different things, especially with new, newer guitar sounds on the next album. I'm in the process of adding more pedals to yeah. the board and really try and want to trip. There's a few fancy pedals I want to ex- try experiment with and write some new some new tunes with. So yeah, I, I, I already started working on that, and that that should be ready within well, definitely within the next one to two years. Fantastic. <laughs> Depending fantastic. on how long I take to record it. Yeah, yeah just, just more and more touring. I mean. I, I go pretty hard on the road. I did 130 gigs last year. I want to try and get that up to 150 wow. this year. And and yeah, definitely more overseas stuff. I always sort of dream about doing more and more of that. And the hard part is making it all happen. But um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, more and more touring and uh, more and more Australian touring. I want to keep going to new places that I, I love. I love going to remote places. Yeah. Um, way off the beaten track to do gigs because yeah. there's something about those areas where they when they don't get much music or much entertainment when they they're so appreciative of when they do get something so i go to like uh arnhem land up in northern territory those remote areas up there the north coast of wa um real far out sort of place yeah. i love going to those i see liz stringer's doing a tour of small halls at the moment yes yeah it was just the same I, thing I, saw... I guess and 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 i remember speaking with jed rowe who's on here later yep. today yep. um 
and he was saying he gets his best response uh, fr- often from regional centres because everybody and, they, and he said that's where he sells most seed yeah. they love it yeah they're just uh, often more appreciative I guess because they don't they're not it's not like being in Melbourne where on any given night there's probably 50 gigs on yeah you can choose from or Sunday afternoon yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot more competition with yeah. um, with, with other things going on so in regional areas they don't don't have that so they're, they're more appreciative of what they do get and because um, they're not they're not getting swamped with with music and entertainment all the time so that's great you often have the better gigs in regional areas fantastic well look thanks for your time mike no uh, worries, mate. really appreciate the work you're doing and um yep. some great material coming out and i'm sure a lot of people are going to love it so uh thanks for coming on solid dog blues and roots Anytime, mike mate. ellington thanks for having me salty no worries okay. i wondered why i shed those tears it seems I just can't escape my fears Because I don't want to miss out this Yeah, we've been talking with the Mike Ellington on the Soy Dog Blues and Roots uh, interviews podcast and everything else. Say that I was never there. Playing some tracks off uh, the latest album from Mike, uh, Two Lucky Stars. We're going out with a track, uh, Find My Lover Someday, which I think has been uh, syndicated to a few TV shows. My life the way that I choose Ain't got no time for them I love yous Mistakes I've made in the past They broke my heart And a love that could last But, but I've learned my lesson now I must find out some way How to give my heart At just the right time Cause after all that's been said